You are listening to a five-minute version of Words of Life, a message of hope from the Salvation Army. Today, we're looking at how the mind can be used to protect the heart. We've mentioned in, 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 in the last session uh, that the heart and the mind are very easily intertwined. So this is basically whether the mind can be used to protect the heart. And in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, Paul says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good pleasing and perfect will. This is quite an interesting thing that people would have read at that time, this idea that Paul urges us to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. And of course, you recognize that, that in Romans, Christ had already died. Uh, his death was seen as a, as a sacrifice. At this point in history, the sacrificial system was still in full flow where animals were killed and offered as a, as a sacrifice to God that would be pleasing to him. But then Paul writes this, He's urging us to offer our lives as living sacrifice. That means to live a holy life, to live a life that pleases God. And to do this, Paul says, don't let your head be turned by what the world is saying, by what the world thinks is okay and is acceptable. Instead, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, our thoughts and our will must be moral. And what we're going to do today is to explore the idea of guarding our heart by taking our thoughts captive. That's a very interesting thing, and perhaps best illustrated if I were to tell you a story of something that I experienced a number of years ago as a Salvation Army officer. Uh, Although my job these days is at headquarters, I spent 14 years as a Salvation Army Corps officer, or if you will, as a pastor. And uh, it was a glorious 14 years. Uh, I wouldn't swap a moment of it. And I had a number of wonderful experiences and met a a number of wonderful people. And one of the more interesting stories, perhaps, that comes out of our time, and I won't tell you where it was, and I won't tell you the person's name, because I think there's a protection that's needed, but it doesn't diminish from the story. But the story goes around a a guy that we're going to call Bill. And the story of Bill started one day when I was sitting at my desk in one of my appointments. And my phone rings. And on the other end of the phone was a a gentleman saying, I'm the leader of a Bible study. I deal specifically with people who who have been incarcerated, most of whom have just come out of jail, are trying to resettle in the world and have a relationship with Christ. And we've been meeting at a church, but that church can no longer allow us to meet, so we're looking for somewhere new to meet. And someone had suggested, he said to me, someone had suggested the Salvation Army. I said, I'll tell you what. I said, if you get one of your group to come worship with us in the Salvation Army once a month, then I will consider this to be a Salvation Army program. Therefore, you don't have to to fill out all the forms, etc., etc. Now, whether that was right or wrong, well, it's immaterial at this point. But nonetheless, it worked. The group started to meet on a Saturday morning, and the first Sunday after that phone call, this guy, Bill, walks into our building and worships with us. I expected to see him once a month, but actually Bill came the next week. And the next week, and as I got to know Bill, I found more about his story. You see, Bill was coming to this Bible study because he had been incarcerated. I figured that out, but I didn't know why. 
But it turns out that it, he had an addiction to pornography. Now, you might wonder, how does an addiction to pornography get somebody in jail? Well, it just simply snowballed. It started out, as pornography often does, looking at images, but then it got worse and worse and worse. And so Bill went to jail. And there he found Christ. There he got wonderfully saved. But of course, then at some point came the day when he was going to be released. And he realized that he needed to protect his heart. So were you to visit Bill's apartment, you would find no television, no computer. He didn't carry a phone that gave any kind of image. He, in his mind, had to decide to do all of these things. He was living. Matthew chapter 5. Thanks for listening. To hear the full version of this week's episode, subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.